Hello and welcome to episode number 387 of the Armin Show podcast of science, people, creativity, learning more. Subscribe, YouTube, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, wherever it might be. There are many sources for the content that's informational, informative, can be entertaining at times. We want to grow as people. It's nice to improve and connect with others who have knowledge in their bases and the linking is wonderful. Networking mindset. On this one here, we have a guest. She has been on the show before, returning back. Onto the Armin Show, Rebecca Faith Lawson in the building. Rebecca, welcome to the show. Hey, Armin. Thank you. Excited to be on your show. Glad to have you on. Again. <laughs> this is super duper. Number time three. Fabuloso. We support such. And there's something nice about when there is a good linkage of sort. Now, for feed, uh, feedback purposes, I am in California. Rain, rain season out here. You're currently where and how's the weather? I'm in Sarasota, Florida. I'm actually at the USF Sarasota Manatee campus and it's bright and beautiful out right now. So tell us a tidbit about the USF campus. What comes to mind when you think of it? Anything specific that comes to mind when you imagine well, a campus? Well, the most current, they're actually going through a change right now. So Sarasota Manatee campus, they are adding dorms to their location. Um, so in the future, kids will be able to come to campus, but also stay on stay on campus, which will be really nice for them. So they're um, they just had like the, you know, like the um, ground. What do you call that? Like a groundbreaking for it, and where they do like the what first shovel. <laughs> I have no idea. Right. But that, um, that first shovel picture is always popular in the news. Articles. Yeah. So yeah, they're starting to build that. That's mm -hmm. cool. I don't throw this in much, but when I was at UC Santa Barbara, it was cool because they had the campus, then they had on the campus, similar to what you're describing. Then they had the city next to it, Isla Vista, that had a bunch of apartments and such. And those things make up the community. Without all those parts, you would just have, if it was just a school and no dorms, no apartments, you would just have people coming in, no community, and then they would depart. Mm -hmm. There's not something nice about the community. Right. Like, so right now, it's just like a commuter campus. Like, everybody just commutes here and people leave. Um, so, I mean, having adding these dorms for students, it's just going to change the whole dynamic at this campus. So that's pretty cool. It's a fully commuter campus. Be a positive right for people, I think. Yeah. That's cool. Community building is key. That's actually kind of the, one of the themes, uh, to, for our discussion today, which is cool. Community building. Now, mm -hmm. actually that's a great segue. Long live segues that match up, uh, fittingly community. <laughs> One of the, get right into it, one of the strongest communities we can have as people is our fellow people, our family structure, family unit. The nuclear family was popularized in the 20th century, and it was described as, this is going to be the base for all people. There'll be some parents, there'll be some children, they'll stick together, grandparents can assist. It was very valuable and it was showcased in 2023 where we are currently is not showcased as heavily it is left out a lot of discussions speak to the exception of that versus the the actual qualities of that when you think of the family unit what comes to mind as far as is it valuable is it worthwhile to have this cohesive unit or was that just a presentational thing and everybody can just do fine on their own? Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, that's a great question. The first thing that pops into my head is kind of just um, how we think as people. So having some sort of structure and some sort of organization, I think, helps people function in general better and more efficiently. And so I think that's probably um, part of maybe that mindset if they were calling that like the nuclear family. Um, and I'm sure it there's a lot of history around that. Um, but I mean, I'm, I'm, it also like goes back to like biblical times and, and the whole idea of like a man and a woman coming together, marrying. So I think like there's that religious or like Christian um, standpoint of like what a family should look like. But then if you aren't religious, then um, still just even the whole dynamic of having people who are together and stay together for a long term gives everybody like a sense of like a like stability like a stable community and something that they can like just 
you know, it's grounding for a lot of people to have consistency in their life. So. This is true. It's good for the home base. It also makes me think of creativity when you want to be creative. You need to have like a room or a bubble of your own to go and make things until you have that spot. You don't come up with great ideas because now you're worried about this thing happening or that. But once you have a spot now, okay, things are stable. Now I can focus on my thoughts. And the same thing with the family unit, like you're describing until it's a stable base. How are you going to start to plan for something later on? Because you're always like worried about today repeatedly. Mm -hmm. Right. And like, especially like I even think of kids and how they form those secure attachments with like their caregiver. And so if they feel that they have security and like they have a good like emotional bond with their mom and dad, then they're able to play pretty freely and they don't worry. Like they don't have all this anxiety because they just feel so secure with their with their caregiver. And so I think that probably um, I think you see that a lot even through life, just in different situations. And like when you do have that sense of security whatever it is, you can like, it helps you, like, it frees your mind up to explore other things. So. Suddenly you're at peace. You're at peace mm-hmm. at that moment. A sense of peace. Uh-huh. Which is cool. It's like handed to you as a gift at that point. Let me throw out some statistics here in relation to this, because the nuclear family has changed in recent times. The Census Bureau's count showed that 17.8% of the United States, 130 million households, had children under the age of 18 and married parents. This was, I believe, two years ago, but it had dropped from over 40% in 1970. Uh, The number is low, the fewest since 1959, and there are reasons for it. They're included with the um, decline in birth rate, which has been dropping as well. So this has shifted quite drastically in half a century here versus in some other nations such as Italy that I had looked at where the family unit is much more connected. Does this lead to turmoil? Can this be cause of turmoil in our local nation in upcoming times when there's not so much of a strong base to pull from? Mm. Yeah, it's an interesting concept. And I just like think about maybe why why our society in America looks the way it does compared to an Italian society. Um, where does that really, like, where are the roots of that? And um, and I think of, like, like, the Declaration of Independence and just, you know, the different, like, concepts of, like, government and how that's really influenced our thinking. And it is kind of all about, like, you know, um, your individual rights and, like, a sense of freedom and, um pursue like the pursuit of happiness and so those values naturally since that's like our part of our government have like influenced american people a lot and we're able to um we're like we've been like led in that direction to think kind of for ourselves and okay we can you know uh take in a way like take responsibility of our finances and kind of do our own thing in life and also um another i think influence of that is like again kind of this like religious mentality like not I don't like the word religious because that can have bad connotations but um I guess like biblical uh biblical roots in the sense of uh Protestant thinking whereas like for instance like Protestant thinking came out of um first there, there was Catholicism and then uh they thought that Catholics think that you maybe not all Catholics but the origins believe that you would have to go to the Pope to be in connection with God. But the Protestants came out of Catholicism because they believed that you did not have to go through the Pope to get connection with God, but you could go straight to the Bible and you could be in connection with God without a Pope. And so basically um, that like leads to personal responsibility. It's like, oh, like, like Protestant thinking, you have like a sense of responsibility and your um, maybe, you know, your connection to God is is between you and God. And so that's also like kind of individual individualistic thinking. It's not like you have to be part of like the Catholic Church or part of the Pope. You don't have to be part of this group necessarily to um, 
to function successfully or in a spiritual manner, but you're more, it's, it's another way to think uh, individually, you know, and um, you're accountable for your thoughts and your uh, beliefs and actions and everything. And so that um, also has influenced America because I think probably, you know, just, yeah, those ideas. And then when you look at countries like maybe Italy, I like really, I would have to look at statistics to really see like, oh, what is like prevailing there? Um, but I don't, they don't, they don't have the same sort of government influence as us. And they don't, they might, like even Catholicism might be a bigger thing over there. I would really have to like look into that. Um, but it's just interesting to see these like major, these major uh, thoughts and values and influences that really can uh, spread in a way over um, a society. And that's how, and then that's how a society starts to like, you know, look and, um, and then you'll see, you know, different things happening and different influences coming in to change that. But it, those roots kind of, um, those were influential roots. So. That's true. I like that you bring up some of the other angles that connect with how the country was formed in the first place, because it was not so statistical and logically reasoned out in the early years. It was more from a basis of where we are going to, what are our goals, maybe representing a freedom, a religious or biblical context, much more prevalent at that time. And those guided the foundations. And I don't know if they are at the same priority level currently. And does that have a connection with how things have gone? can be something because the United States as compared with many other societies is fairly young, even though it's been here some 200, 300 years, but other societies may have been here 800, 1000 or longer than that. And so compared to them, we're like a little experiment in progress versus what we might appear to be that we are like the representation of everything having been figured out already. Mm hmm. Right. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of other influences happening, like as opposed to what you're saying, like um, maybe when the nuclear family, like that term, you know, kind of originated. And I had to look up what a nuclear family exactly was. Um, so maybe other people are curious, too. And basically um, that nuclear family term originated around like World War Two and kind of like like synonymous with that would be a like the nucleus so it's like the core family which would consist of like the married right like the wife husband and then maybe there are a few children or how many children um as opposed and they would be like this like little unit compared to having all like maybe the aunts and uncles and all these people around um and then they would just go and like live their life um in america and and yeah like there's just like different things around like our times have changed from some years ago you know like things that are influencing our culture today a lot of maybe why that why that core families are maybe breaking up more i don't like i would have to see statistics on that as well really but um i think with all like the positives of like technology i think i think technology has kind of been you know in ways maybe maybe hurt like the nuclear family structure sometimes because you know, like, like you'll even read stuff about, yeah, like you'll read, you'll read about like the most random things. Like the first thing that pops into my mind is this like random article I came across and it was of this uh, supermodel and her husband and her husband had some sort of, you know, connection with um, somebody on the internet that was giving him attention and maybe he thought was attractive meanwhile he's married to this you know this woman and in the public eye it looks like wow how could you ever basically uh consider ideas of other women when you're married to such a beautiful person both physically and i think she's probably a wonderful person inside too and so society was kind of talking about it like how could this you know um this guy just like how could he even you know, just neglect that great, like such a great partner. And then, 
and then try to like be influenced and swayed by these other beautiful things. And I think it's sometimes because it's like so in your face and it's like you're just you you literally have to like set boundaries for yourself, especially if you're in a marriage. It's like, okay, what am I what am I looking at? What am I what am I spending time thinking about? You know, what am I where is my mind going? And like and if a person isn't actively trying to um, guard themselves against temptations, you know, then they're going to kind of be sucked in. And then if they're looking at stuff every single day, these things are forming thoughts in their mind. And then they're just eventually going to maybe talk to the person online and then maybe they're going to meet up. And then eventually maybe they're going to, they're going to like, it's going to lead to other things. And how is that good for, how is that good for their, their fam their family, you know, like his original family. Um, and I just, you know, I think, yeah, technology's definitely been something that has maybe hurt hurt families in many ways. Um, but yeah, an important point here that came to my mind is dopamine in relation to the current time and the options that people have. There are so many sources of quick dopamine that seem good, and when you get on the dopamine train versus the peace train. You're always seeking the thing because it's a constant, what's the thing, what's the thing, what's the thing, what's the thing, and it's kind of frantic versus the peace train requires you to maybe exit this, relax for a bit, think about yourself and your well-being. You start from a place of well-being, and it's not as exciting at the initial outset because you're looking towards peace and well-being, but soon enough, you will not be drawn to every potential item that's showing up on media or wherever it might be, and you'll be okay. You won't be trying to like fill a bucket that's always leaking out all day long mm -hmm. with dopamine. Right, yeah, and like, so back to like kind of the individualistic mindset, right? It's like, okay, if you're looking at it from, if you're looking at it from a, you know, a spiritual point of view, you have that accountability. It's like, okay, I'm responsible for my mind because like what, like that's everything, like right, everything in life has to do with our thoughts, what we're thinking about because it leads to like our actions, right? And so if you have, you can have that individualistic mindset of like, um, but it, but if it's not grounded in something, like if it's not grounded in, in like biblical, you know, biblical values and stuff. And like, okay, are my thoughts pleasing to something, something better, something greater than me, right? And it's like, my, are my thoughts honoring God? And thoughts would align with his values, right? So it would be like, God would want you to be honest, loyal, like all these different things. Like you can look at them, look them up. Anyone can look them up. Like, what does God value? And if you meditate, read about that every day, then your mind's already going to be set on like, okay, well, how can I go about my day seeking that greater thing, right? Like seeking a, a, a mindset and my thoughts, do they align with this, like with the higher self, you know, with God. And, um, and so like, if you're, if you have grounding, that's one thing, but if you're having an individual, individual, Oh my gosh, that word, individualistic mindset of like, how can I be, how can I be pleased? Like how, what can please me? And um, what can I do to get the next dopamine high or the next, how can I feel good all the time? And what can I just do that's all, only out of like self and so like selfish ambition. And if it's all just about like me, 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 instead of like God's values and something greater than me and looking at the big picture, then it's gonna get it's gonna get dark pretty quickly because you're own because in that mindset you're literally like you're um you're putting your mind in a vacuum basically and like you're only you're not gonna be able to see anything except for like your your selfish desires and you're not gonna be thinking about anyone else so it it doesn't even matter if you don't have a family it's like it could be like just any any person um, or but if you are in a family it's like okay how are my actions going to affect my daughter how are my actions going to affect my son how are, how are my actions going to affect my husband or wife um, and because everyone is affected like when you are 
you can still be an indiv- individual, um, but it depends on like what kind of like what you're grounding your individualism on. You know, that's true. You don't want to come from a selfish base. It will be all right for an hour or a day, but very quickly we remember that we were connected from a larger framework. And so a month down the line, a year down the line, we might end up pushing some people away. We might have poor relations. We might give up on certain goals that we would have continued with if we had those people around, but they're not around because we were selfish. And so there's like lost essence in our existence that we can't even see because it's now distant. And why? Because it came from a narrow, more selfish place in the first place. Mm-hmm. It's a very limiting yeah. factor. And so many like wonderful things come out of like long-term like view i guess like long-term like long-term goals or or whatnot like it's like oh like so many things maybe we want to do in the moment but or is it really worth it because like right say like to use the analogy of that model and um that artist that that scenario happened with it's like oh okay well like do you you're building something you know like those people are building something together this like family and all these they're building a life but you're going to sacrifice that all for for like a little bit of momentary pleasure you know it's like and then all of a sudden you're you're going to wreck that and that's not going to be a built building anymore you're not going to like that building something is so much like could be much more gratifying in a way but also yeah just like how you're affecting so many other people like that's such a bigger thing than just a momentary just a momentary thing so right there is something nice i talked about that recently in building items because you get the compounding effect that you can't get when you don't build like even with let's say you're writing articles you write two articles by the time you get to the third article you can include a link to your second article but you couldn't do that once you only had one article there's something nice about like things building on each other uh, and then there's a compound effect but if you never get to building something and you keep destructing it very quickly you don't get that you just get a couple things and it's gone and a couple things and it's gone and you never get mm-hmm. what that is which like even like in finances you know you put it in and sometimes five percent five percent five percent and then after 20 years it's something you can't get that if you keep taking it out every four years it doesn't mm-hmm. have that same effect right yeah there's like growth and things to see based off of uh, what you've already done mm-hmm. which is very cool i always like that like things building on one another now mm-hmm. a counterpoint to this is maybe in the current time there would be discussion that would say okay that's cool and all for 1960 but for today we don't need to do that there doesn't need to be a cohesive unit there can be beeps at all times things have changed things have changed and so you can be just a person doing it by themselves somehow this is a common theme right now person just of their own accord this was not there this was not there and i will just handle it of my own accord is that a functioning mindset do they have a valuable message they are bringing for the current moment are these people with a family or without a family let's assume they are with a partial family that has debilitation in it not a full family i think ideally you know um things that are whole are are the best and people who like life isn't perfect and things do happen um but i think people should try their best to make things work you know and as much as they can stay stay in unity and stay as a whole and that might take years of counseling or that might take you know that might look different for other people or just like ways for that to happen to stay as like a whole unit because anything that's broken it you know there's going to be consequences for that like it's a anything that's broken it's going to hurt somebody whether you think it think it's you or whether you don't think it's you or you don't think it's other people there's someone in that that's being affected, you know, and it can even be people outside your unit. People are people look at their friends, people look at their colleagues and 
they know about their life, you know? And a lot of people are inspired by other people. Like I'm constantly inspired by how other people live their life or I hear about stories. And, um, and like, it's amazing when you can hear about someone's story and you know that not everything's perfect. You know the struggles that they're going through, but you also are there for them. You can support them, but you also watch them like, like fight through it and overcome it and stay in whatever situation they are. If, if it's a married unit, if it's some sort of situation where you're like dating or like something where you haven't made that commitment, you haven't, and you haven't brought in children into the world and all that stuff, you know, that's it. Dating world's definitely different, but um, yeah, when it comes to like family units, like that's impacting, if you're not fighting for your family unit, then you're not only impacting yourself, your family, but you're impacting all the people around you that are witnessing your family. That's true. That's kind of like Vanessa Bones was on the show before her book is called, you have more influence than you think this would be like the extended effects of something. So there's something and then you think you're only having a slight impact on your close folks, but actually then there's an extended family. Then there's people in the public watching you. Then there's people who know you from the past and they're all slightly looking at some angle like, oh, okay, that's what's going on. So you're having mm -hmm. these huge ripple effects from your one unit or how it, how it functions. Totally. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It passes on the spider web of connection. It's the spider web of connection. Mm-hmm. I watched a video of a spider making a web about a week ago and they put in real effort. Okay. They're pulling and then they move over and then it's like, pull. Okay. Next one, let's pull and then move and then pull and attach and pull. Spiders are putting out, they're making a real thing. That's another type of building something that if they just stopped halfway, you'd be like, oh, there's a random piece of uh, spider silk, but because they stick with it for how long you get this thing that we can't make, I can't make it. Mm -hmm. It's impossible, yep. which is cool. <laughs> building items. Now, this topic that we're describing has somewhat polarized society. So we have two things. We have a polarization of society where it gets very shocking and but no, some of that, you know? Mm -hmm. And then on the other end, I would say there's a somewhat averaging going on where people are being made similar in a way. So first the polarization though, what are your thoughts on the shock messages? One will make a great point and get a beep like that sound. And then the other will make a point and they'll put a loud thing on their side. And it's a, uh, it's like one of those TV shows a long time ago. We got them, see like that. And then we got them. It's like a back and forth thoughts on the hefty nature of communication. That's not as conversational. Mm -hmm. So is this, do you think this is regarding, like do you have a certain topic in mind of the polarization or are you speaking very generally about people just really not like agreeing, like having one stance on anything? Mm -hmm. Is well, for related to, let's say this one with the family unit, if I put certain individuals in this country uh, on here and then I brought some other individuals here, this side might represent for how it was more closely as a family unit. And then uh, many other individuals would be very representing of, no, we don't need that. And I, I have a broken structure and I'm going to make it work. And there would be a lot of passion on definitely this side and on this side as well, the separation between those two. And then in public discourse, when there's a video showcasing this kind of comparison, let's say for the family unit, there'll be a lot of it turns into a person destroyed person, person destroyed that side. And it's like a victory mm -hmm. instead of like a, hey, can we team Yeah, up? so would these people, do you think they would already, like their families maybe are already broken. And so they're talking about their yes. side of things or their, their standpoint, basically. Like they're not, yes. you know, they're not people who are in whole families defending people who are, are in broken families. Right. And so, and so, like, yeah, defending their own side, even if there could mm -hmm. be a quote better way. I think this, like, I think that would kind of go into the concept of uh, co like cognitive dissonance in a way, and just wanting to be at peace with what you're doing in life, right? And like having 
like feeling aligned in yourself because if if you say you are from a broken family, right, um, then you're going to you're going to stand on that. You know what I mean? It's going to be like you're not going to fight yourself. You're not going to you. The thing is, is like if you want to progress or anything, then you have to kind of like in a way own it. Right. But there but I think the best situation for that is to even if um, you should all like anyone, anyone can definitely like should have a positive life giving mindset about whatever situation they're in. So it's like, okay, like say I'm like a um, if I'm coming from like a broken standpoint, I'm not going to be like uh, having like all this self-pity and like all these things that are just going to make me depressed and um, and causing thoughts, causing me to crawl into a hole and never come out. Right. Like that would be super unhealthy and there's no point in that. Um, so I definitely think like having life giving thoughts and, and seeing the light in something that's broken. Right. But at the same time, not like not like advocating for brokenness you know not being like oh like yeah things can work just as well in a broken family as in a whole family like no they actually like like that's sad like like you should like say what it is you know like like if that's really emotionally hard for someone to be like hey um this is a sad thing then like that person needs to like sit with it and be like, this is not, this is a sad thing and like kind of like grieve with it and accept it because um, yeah, you're just kind of calling it for what it is that it's not a whole unit anymore. Um, And, but I think a person, it's the healthiest mindset to, um, to acknowledge what's really going on rather than try to put all these thoughts over something and try to cover it with, stuff that's that's really kind of more in the mindset of denial there's a great point you bring up if you are of something then you want to work with whatever you had so you try to make a base from whatever you had okay this is it there is potential from there if you started with just this is no good and the other person's is good that will be very debilitating for some individuals it won't be motivational because you'll just say okay i'm obviously not in the good end but the the follow-up to that is what you said it gets shaky when you have that base that you're trying to build and then you advocate that yours is also the way to be now you're not just trying to work from your end and build something now it's almost you're you're almost wanting to pull the other end to be like yours which maybe broken and then bringing to that end well now you are influencing others to be more broken as well that suddenly gets into why are you doing that territory versus if you're doing it for your own build up that makes more sense yeah and i think maybe people even are like innocent in that like maybe they're in a, this like you know broken situation and um in a way their mindset's also like if they haven't healed and if they haven't come to those realities, then their mindset's also in a broken state. And so if a person like, if like a person's talking to someone that hasn't healed yet and is in that broken state from from that broken situation, then they should uh, take that into consideration, you know, and be like, hey, like, where is this advice coming from? right? Like, who is this person? It's almost like reading a book, right? It's like, before you read a book, then like, check out who the author is, you know, like, who, what mindset, what kind of person is this that's writing this book? And how have they been influenced? Who are their, like, three biggest influences in life? Or what kind of family structure do they come from? Or like, who are they married to? Do they have kids? And so you kind of get to know that where that voice and those thoughts are originating from, What's like the hardest thing they've been through, you know? And so when you can understand like how this person's mindset has been formed, then you're going to understand where their message is coming from 
And if you should even really like how much, you know, like how much you should really take of their message. Like, I think it's smart to when you're listening to anyone to have a level of discernment and be like, what are like, what is the intentions of the person saying what they're saying and how accurate are they? Are they, you know, they could be completely biased for, for whatever, maybe like, maybe they have a certain like stance on even like something to do with the school system or for children. Right. And maybe they think a certain way, but maybe it's because their child is a certain way. Right. And so maybe they're like, you know, they're being influenced in that way, but maybe it's not the ben- for the benefit of everybody. And maybe it's not, um, maybe it really doesn't even logically make sense, but they're trying to push their thoughts like it's true and like it's really the benefit of everybody. And they're in a way trying to influence people, but not in a good way, but almost brainwashing, you know? And it's like, okay, like always considering different points of view on things, I think helps you as an individual come to a um, good standing on like, you know, how how do you individually feel about something rather than just jumping on someone's bandwagon and, you know, just because it sounds one way or it sounds, it could even sound good, but really is that, is that all that's going on? So. That's true. It's not just about something sounding good. And it's important for us to go to the source of where something is coming from. Like you said, maybe looking at three people that that person looks up to would tell you a bit about what direction they would want things to go. And I thought of a metaphor somewhat, let's say somebody was driving their car and they got car damage on their car. And now let's say those two cars now have car damage, but they, they agree. They say, look, we're going to drive around and anybody that comments on our car damage, we're going to say, this is the new cool thing. Car damage is what we want all cars to have on them. And then anybody that shows up with a undamaged car, you start saying, huh, this is no longer good, guys. That used to be good 40 years ago, but this is the new cool thing. Then everybody starts to have damaged cars, which could look cool for a day, a month. It'd be kind of funny, actually, this visual. But after a period of time, maybe there would be more like tire falls off or collision or brakes don't work or something. There's a shaky after effect of taking breakdown and making it socially, let's say, cool for a period of time because there were reasons that a fully functional vehicle was mm-hmm. useful and looked at in a positive way in the first place. We don't want to discount that. Right. That's such an interesting analogy. I really like that. Um, such a great point you make because like, if we if we look at like, what's like, what do all humans really want? You know, um, and more, more than wholeness or more than brokenness it's funny because that actually proves that actually proves a point. It's like you want human connection. So if like all those people are showing up with these damaged cars and you roll in with your beautiful, you know, perfected shiny car and they tell you you're wrong, even though you're whole, it's going to take a lot for you to stand firm and be strong in that because you're going to be missing out on community you're going to be missing out on that emotional support like you're going to be missing out on that human connection because and that's your deepest desire like anybody it's your like our deepest desire to really connect with people but if you're a lone soldier like you're gonna have to be really strong until you can basically share what it is to have something that's whole and you take a risk in you take a risk in like, in maybe being lonely for a while, you know, and maybe being rejected and people just being like, you're not cool because you're not trendy. You don't look like us, right? You're all shiny, but we're, we have these like cool dents and stuff and we're going to own it because we're broken and, but we like have community in it and they all have this emotional support and they feel connected. But really when you see what's going on it's like it's sad because it's like 
all these people are just, you know, they, they, if they want to get help and be better, they can, but it's, it's really just sad for that. It's, it's sad on both parts because that soldier, you know, the guy with the shiny car, he sees clear, he sees what's going on. He sees that he's whole. He sees that there's truth, but yet he's surrounded by people who have like completely been brainwashed and not even, not, not completely just brainwashed, but just really hurt, you know? And so, and like, there's, like, there's compassion for that, but at the same time, it's like, you just never, it's, it's almost better to, to remain whole. It's always better to remain whole, even if you have to go, even if you have to be lonely for a little bit, you know, because there will be people who will support you. You know, there will be other people eventually who will show, like, show up with that shiny car, right? And it might be, it might just not be like, it might be a hard, a little bit of a hard journey, but at some point, at least you're not, you're not um, compromising yourself, right? Because it would be really crazy if you end up being like, you know what? damage my car, right? Let me be just like all of you. And then, and then a week later, one of those damaged cars get this, gets this like revelation. Maybe it's God speaks to them, gets this revelation. They come out of it and maybe they become the soldier. And then you're just, you're kind of like, wait, you see somebody else taking the lead, right? And you're like, wait, that was me. That was me, but I compromise myself, you know? If And if you like if that would were to happen then you would always wish that you would have stayed strong you know that's a good representation like that was me wait a minute what did i i threw that away multiple things come to mind here one of them is is i think of it like swinging from a branch if there's two branches when you're on a branch and it's stable and then you have to swing from a branch for a moment you're in the air with nothing that would be like the lone soldier period until you land on another branch and now you're uh, back to stability again so you have to go through that period to swing in this metaphor in this metaphor they're too far apart to be holding both at the same time you have to actually swing in the air in that metaphor and mm-hmm. then on it's, vo- it's, it's a moment it's like you'll have moments of vulnerability but you, you have, have to like be okay with it you know right. and then compassion and connection i have two links to this one is Connection, I've seen many data sets coming out in the last two months, definitely, where of the items that affect your long-term health, reducing alcohol usage, reducing smoking, smoking is pretty substantial, and then exercise and then uh, diet are key there. But the highest one on any ranking is network or close connections, and especially, obviously, this is very important for the oldest individuals, but across the board, health is connected to am i part of a grouping is there somebody there with me for me in some way and then as far as compassion i have a story a couple days ago there's an event that person i met named joseph was introverted i reached out because i'm super social and he was glad and then he said his most important thing that he connects with in people is compassion even though he doesn't really reach out so i I tried to bring out his inner self and bring out um, his interest in reaching out to people. I told him sometimes the individuals that don't speak up are the ones that people want to hear from. What are your thoughts on that matter that it's inverted in life? Sometimes the individuals that are like, me, 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 I'm on stage, please, please, please. People are like, ah, we're done with you. And then the person that's like very careful with what they're saying and I don't know if I should say that because of the effects and stuff, they really should be on stage. It's backwards, thoughts on that. Yeah, I think maybe like there's definitely like people who do have loud voices and um, really quick, actually, I'm going to backtrack just slightly because mm-hmm. you make two really great points. It's like I felt like the first point was about relating um, maybe uh, drugs and alcohol, you know, to connecting um, kind of. Yeah, like it's like linked to if you whether you have a community or not. It's like, you know, were you saying like people who have a community are less likely to use alcohol and drugs or? Well, 
I wonder, I think that's true too. I almost don't agree with that statement too. Let me process. Yeah. Wait, there is, but there is definitely people that they come together using alcohol and drugs, but it's not beneficial in the long term. I don't think those work well. That's a good category. I kind of want to explore that. But on this one, it was separate. I definitely think there's groups that come together on kind of like we said, broken stuff. Like, oh, you you use this substance that's not good for you. I also use this substance that's not good for me. And they link on that, but it's a short-term thing. But on this one, it was saying um, things that affect you in the long term was, let's say, diet, exercise, and alcohol was larger. Smoking was really large. And the network was way up here as far as direct health impact. So it was picking out each one and how much they affect you in the long term. And having a close network was more important to how long you will live than even if you quit smoking. So it would be better to have close connections than oh, even quit I smoking. See. You're saying if, like if so. how impactful it is to have community. But I definitely, I would say there are definitely a huge source of communities is not just the good. There are also the, I do terrible thing, you do terrible thing. We do terrible thing together and don't feel as bad. Okay, so it's like emotional support helps someone like live a longer life, basically. Yeah. Yeah, that totally makes sense. Um, yeah, just because we're like people, we, everybody just wants to connect. And like when you feel, you know, connected, it's like the best. So part of, but, something, part um, of something bigger, too. Yeah. And then, oh, but you were also saying you went to that point of people who kind of are on platforms and they have a lot to say, but um, their stuff maybe not may not really be benefiting society, but then people maybe who don't come out and don't have really huge platforms um, are a bit more reserved and they don't say as much, but really maybe those people could have things that would like, you know, great thoughts or like things that could benefit society, not things that want to, that wouldn't really like um, degenerate society in a way, but yet they don't express themselves as much as the people right. who are just saying whatever. Um, yeah, I think it is like a, it's a funny concept because certain things also get pushed more. It's like, you know, um, you look at the news or you look at whatever, and it's always, it's sometimes like negative things that get pushed. Like people are sometimes attracted to uh, just to things that aren't necessarily wholesome or or just wonderful, but they're sometimes attracted to things that are maybe broken or even have like kind of bad messages, you know, who knows? Um, so I think maybe people already have a tendency to follow something that's just kind of like nonsensical or whatnot. Um, but on the other hand, yeah, I think, I mean, it'd be, I think it'd be amazing if more people who had things to offer society, like people who had like great thoughts or just things that are going to uplift others, if they, you know, had more of a platform and put themselves out there a little bit more, um, because I'm sure they could affect groups of people and be inspiring to groups of people. I think of even like, I think of certain people I even, um, follow on social media, um, not like so closely, but I know that they have a presence and like, I'll like, you know, look at their stuff every so often and I'm always inspired or, you know, I always feel like I'll like go through my day and I'll just like click on, click on, they like, you know, on Instagram or whatever. And they've posted something either on their story or on their feed. And I just feel like a sense of relief. I'm like, whoo, like, like, I'm just so happy they exist. You know, like I just, they like make my day. Like, and their positive words or like some sort of like affirmation they're just sending out. Um, it really just, it like I feel it's interesting how you, you really do connect with, you know, these different personalities online that are online, but you don't really know these people in person. You don't have, but you still have that connection to it. Um, I mean, I think it could even be like a TV show. It's like, oh, you watch a television show and, um, you know, you wait for that next season or you wait for the next episode and you're connected to it and you get connected to these characters, even if they're acting, you know, because you see something in, you see something in them that you see in yourself, you know, and, um, 
And I think that's really great when it's like a positive, when it's a positive influence. So I think, I think it's, would be fabulous, you know, for people who have these voices that offer positivity or just like thought, you know, that just evoke thoughts that are beneficial um, for people and for uh, people's growth and mindset and whatever it is, rather than anything that's going to spread people who have messages that are going to hurt people, you know, or, or just um, things where they're just, I don't know, just making people more polarized or just spreading like these things that are just bringing people down. Like, I don't know. I think we always have a choice of who we, who we follow. We always, it's crazy because it's like, we are the ones who make people famous. You know, if everybody started ignoring someone that, that had this bad, bad message that they were spreading, um, they wouldn't be famous anymore. Really. I mean, people, people, paparazzi could still take their photo and whatnot. Um, and they could still do whatever, but if everyone, if, you know, if people start being like, no, like we don't like that, like that message is not really helping society. Like those people will disappear, you know, out of the public, the public influence, you know? So, um, society does have a role to play in it of who we make a thing or if we don't. So I have described similar, but I don't think on the program, but I have thought similar and definitely mentioned it to some individuals that let's say the world was full of John, then certain things don't exist. So let's say the world was full of Ashley, maybe McDonald's doesn't exist, but McDonald's is kept going by some number of people. Same thing with some large name figure, if not for, you know, 80,000 people that have some similarities to that individual. They wouldn't have their large platform that keeps building and growing and seems to be unstoppable. It's only continuously building because it represents something that exists in many other individuals that are helping to like hold it up like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. <laughs> it's being held up in a way. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And it's that's so it's cool though because it's like okay, like yeah, you take any person that has some sort of influence, and you do you do start to like associate them with what do they represent you know um and like that's kind of cool though in a way it's like because everyone at the end of the day represents like their message and um like the first person that comes to my mind is just because she's like going on tour right now is like taylor swift right and um so like people resonate with her message of like broken relationships, heartbreak, you know, just her songs. And, um, and so like, when you think of Taylor Swift, it's like, you think of, you know, her love songs in a way. Um, and, or you think of, um, like, it's so funny because I like, maybe people perceive people differently too. But sometimes when I think of, uh, certain other figures, I think of maybe, they're the body parts that they represent. Isn't that funny? Like if people are into like, you know, it's so funny, like like um, butt implants or something, it's like, oh, they represent that. And like, that's like partly what they're famous for. It's just, it's almost just funny. It's just like how people, and then people will follow certain people for these reasons because I don't know, it's, sometimes it's funny what people represent, you know? Um, but everyone kind of does, it's like, however you put yourself out there is really it's more like probably really successful people if they stay consistent with their message and the only way to really stay consistent is for it to be something that's very true to that person it's sincere you know if glitz and glam is your everything and all um like that's going to be your message because like you're just all about that life you know which is them you know or if you're all about like preaching, like you're known as like a pastor, then you're going to be re- like, you're representing God, you know, or whatever it is. It's like, sometimes I feel like that can just naturally happen. If you start putting yourself out there, what you represent just starts like it, it's like, you don't even try it, You know, it's like, it just, people just know what you represent based off of like, um, what naturally comes out of you. So. You can't help but be you. 
which is why it's beneficial. Then you showcase yourself. And then even I've, I've, I've said this, that even if I try to copy another person, I, I might do some similar stuff they're doing, but it's still going to come across as me copying them. It won't look mm. like two of them. I just can't copy them. It's impossible. If I did almost everything they do all day long the same way at the same time, still, it's going to be like me copying them and still I'd be my own thing. They'd still be all that guy, but he's copying them. We'd still be separate. I can't be a second. That yeah, person. totally. Right. And like, but it's, um, you're at such peace when you can just relax and talk from a place of honesty because then you you don't have to like, you don't have to overthink anything. You know, you don't have to try to come up with what somebody would say, or you're not always thinking about someone else or like what, how to try to be like some, you're literally just like, who am I? How do I feel? And from considering all these things in life, like what is my stance on something, you know? And it's like that, like that's, you're gonna be like anyone is the happiest version of themselves is when they're the most sincere. Who likes to be fake? That's not fun. Trying to like, trying to like something that you don't is such a waste of time. And it's like not fun. If I have a, you know, if I like chocolate and I'm, and I'm drinking um, like some weird shamrock shake all day, but I like really want the chocolate shake, I'm going to be miserable at the end of the day. But just because like, I don't even know why people would be I don't even think I don't even think there are a lot of you can't sustain insincerity you can't like it just becomes you probably just get too annoyed with yourself <laughs> you know like that's like <laughs> it'll like eat at you yeah you wanted to get a hot chocolate but you ac- actually got a kombucha or some chia seed thing now you're like why am I drinking this chia seed thing it yeah. could have been a hot chocolate here I'm disappointed Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, like, it's the opposite of what humans desire the most. If humans desire connection, and if right. you're, and insincerity is like the opposite of connection. It's, it's like neglecting, That's a good it's point. neglecting connection. If I want chocolate, you know, I want, I want, then I want, I'm connecting with myself. I'm like, okay, I have some chocolate. But if I do something that I don't want, like at all, and I'm like pretending I want that, that's like, that's like self-sabotage or something. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe that's, that's not the right word, point. but it's like, doesn't make sense. It's going away from that number one category that's important for well-being for a person. That's a great point. You're like countering the most important. It's like if someone for the second one was not smoking and they started smoking, that would be the negative that would reduce this one. And then the same thing on the connection one, it's like instead of building connection, uh, start starting to showcase yourself in a fake way, now you're just going to start pushing. It's basically the, dis- the destruction of the connection building item. Yeah, exactly. It's, um, yeah, it's, it's not productive at all. <laughs> so. And also to follow up on that Taylor Swift item you brought up, what they represent is what they're known for. The first default thing you had of Taylor Swift there was her relationships not working out is a big part of her theme. And so... You could say a good chunk of the audience for the shows that will go there can relate in some way to things not working out. There's not going to be as much of a percentage of people where things have worked out great because the identification with the theme won't be as strong. I'm not saying they won't be there, but I guarantee that the percentages are much lower than with someone else who represents things working out, then it would be more of a fitting audience member. Right. Yeah. Um, one thought that just popped into my mind is I wonder if she'll come out with songs ever. Maybe she already has. I don't know. But um, will she come out with songs of like successful relationships? You know? That would like, that would... Or songs of like how to, um, what people can do to have a successful relationship and the values people should have to try to forgive her, their exes, you know, like how many songs does she have about forgiveness? Right. Isn't it all like, it's all about kind of like I'll hear an interview and it'll be kind of like, um, it'll be something like, like the interview interviewer will ask her. So, um, 
you know, you make a lot of songs about your your boy your ex boyfriends who uh, like did you wrong, and like how do you how do you think they think about that? You know, and she'll say she said something like, um, "Oh well, they should have tra- like treated me better." You know, that's their problem, and like it's um, her writing her songs is almost like revenge, right? And um, so like. But where is the compassion in that, right? Like, where is the forgiveness? And like, and then why are all the people jumping on the, the her bandwagon? Where, like, where is like, where is the bigger person in that message, right? What are we like by, by following Taylor Swift? Like, not that there's, you know, everybody has their reasons, but it's like ask yourself like. Why am I following Taylor Swift? She's just my example. You know what I mean? It's like, but just like from a personal point of view, right? It's like, why do I look up to anybody in society? And do they deserve that pedestal? That's a great point. On the last one here, I'm going to include a final towards one category. What would be a message you have about people and connection connection building what might be a message you would want to tell people about connection that could help them build it in some form with maybe one person or more around them one thing about connecting with people Mm -hmm. connection or connection building that might be a cool thought or inspire somebody i think i think just like being open to spend time with a person, you know, um, it's soup that probably sounds incredibly simple, but we are simple creatures. It's like, it's like amazing actually. Like when you, when someone really puts in that effort, um, to just like spend in-person time with someone and it's like, especially if it's somebody new, you know, um, if it's like a new friend, just be like, hey, like, let's go get coffee. Let's go get lunch. Let's um, let's go do this fun thing together. Let's go to the bookshop or like anything where you're just like spending time. You don't always have to talk to the person, but letting like things will you'll find connections here and there. And um, and yeah, like always ask, but always asking questions and like getting to know a person, but giving a like the opportunity um, really to connect and not giving up too soon, but really like, but putting that effort to be with that person. Um, and I think that can come in a lot of ways, like say, because we're talking, we're like on the subject of brokenness, broken relationships too. It's like, okay, well, where is that brokenness and how can I be the bigger person in that broken relationship? Like, let me, humble myself right and be like um i'm like maybe i can reach out to that person like maybe i'm maybe i'm a child right and maybe i have a parent who i haven't talked to in a while and and maybe i have an expectation like that parent should should reach out to me maybe i'm in my you know whatever age it could be and and instead of having this expectation like your parent should reach out to you but instead like being like, you know what, I'm going to reach out to my parent because my parent's also just a human being and maybe they're going through something. Maybe they have stuff to heal from. And so like, let me just spend some time with them. And I don't know how it's going to go. Like maybe it's going to be awkward, um, whatever the case may be, but just like that effort and like just being like around them and just being present. I think would mean a lot. And um, it's just like the start of of healing, you know, healing whatever is broken in that relationship. This is a great point. That effort makes all the difference and the other person recognizes it immediately. And usually the person that was more, let's say, of the rougher of the two, the other person is more than ready for that connection to happen. So it's not like they're going to say, oh, you messed things up. They're, they're usually likely to help it along. Glad that you did put in that effort. That's a valuable point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think like, especially in like a family dynamic, like it's special. It's like, you know, you only get 
you only get the parents that you have. Or if you're a parent, you only have the children that you do. And so they're always like effort is never should never run out, you know, like no one should ever give up on that. Like there's you can always you can always keep extending the olive branch, you know, you can always fight like it's just you just can't give up. That's a super point. That's the right golden quote right there. Effort should never run out. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. Rebecca Faith Lawson, I would like to thank you for having joined on this wonderful episode of the show, a discussion about some topics, including family units, polarization, the averaging of society, nuclear family structure compared to other countries, connection, and a variety of other topics. Very glad to have mm-hmm. you on. Yay. Here. Well, thank you so much, Armin. It was so fun. Sal, great talking with you. Same with you. And we are out.